0: That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I have a question for you. Have you ever been a protester? Have you, during the course of your life, ever been faced with an issue or a scenario or anything in which you have decided to uh, you know, step outside your normal routine and either take to the streets or in some other fashion, protest. I remember once, the, the, the first and only time I ever participated in a protest of any sort, it was, um, I was in junior high, <laughs> this is silly, I was in junior high and there was a, a basketball player on the varsity team, and he was like the cool kid, really, really cool. And he had done something—I don't remember exactly what it was—but he had done something to warrant his uh, suspension from the basketball team. And we didn't really, we didn't have the story straight, uh, us kids, but we knew that there was excitement and there was drama surrounding the decision to to bench Zach, the player. And someone, someone got it in their head to host a sit-in yeah, we were going to sit in and protest the the school's decision to, to bench Zach. And so after lunch, I come from a, a real small town and everyone has lunch at the same time in one great big cafeteria. And after lunch, well, let me back up. It was during lunch that the whispers started spreading around the cafeteria to, uh, to let everyone know, hey, listen, if you support Zach, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit in. We're not going to we're not gonna leave and go back to class after lunch. We're gonna sit right here, and we're gonna chant this, and we're gonna chant that. And we're gonna let Zach know that we've got his back, and uh, we're gonna let the school know uh, that they're not gonna they're not gonna bench our friend. They're not gonna bench the guy that scores all those points, the cool kid. All right, and let us sit uh, sit quietly by. No, no, no. We're gonna have a sit-in, <laughs> and so. So the lunch hour came to an end, and the bell rang, and the 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 observers there, the teachers who were in charge of us during lunch, they all said, okay, kids, time to go back to class. And some kids did a lot, but most of us stayed put, and we protested, and we—I <laughs> remember this so clearly—we we pounded our trays on the counter, and we chanted Zach's name and said, let Zach play, let Zach play. Uh, well, ultimately— uh, because kids don't run schools, uh, we were all threatened with uh, suspension ourselves, and that was about all it took. And we went right back to class. <laughs> Zach was not put back in the game, and he, you know, served whatever punishment he was due. <laughs> and that was that was Lee Lonsberry's humble uh, first exposure to <laughs> to protesting. It was not effective. Uh, Zach did not play. Uh, but anyway, I, I I tell that story. Because often I find myself having this conversation of uh, what would what would move me to, to protest. And I think uh, for everyone it's different. You know, uh, maybe it's uh, something to do with taxes or uh, who knows. I'm not going to speculate. Uh, everyone's got their thing. Well, anyway, the, the, the big picture or the big reason I bring this up is something happened over the weekend that, uh, that very much frustrated and bothered me. There were protesters that gathered... Uh, at a private home in Orem. Now, the home is owned by Governor Gary Herbert. Yeah, I know he lives in the governor's mansion, uh, but that that's really just the, the housing the state provides him. Uh, you know, he did have a home before he came. And on most weekends, it's my understanding that that is where he spends his time. And so it was that over the weekend, there were protesters that gathered up in front of the home of Governor Gary Herbert. Uh, they upset with the mask mandate and some of the rules that have been put in place as coronavirus cases have spiked so dramatically in recent days and weeks. And also at the same time there was another protest taking place in Fairview. Anyone know why Fairview? Just quick trivia. Yeah, that's where that's where Governor Elect and current Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox lives. He put out an interesting tweet uh, just yesterday. He uh, the, the photograph, well, I'll, I'll read it first and then share with you the photograph. It reads, Never dreamed, this is Spencer Cox, Never dreamed I would have protesters at my home in Fairview. But we don't get many visitors, so if you make the long drive, the least we can do is make you cookies and hot chocolate. I'm glad I got a chance to tell them I love them, even if we degree, disagree on masks. Then he has the hashtag, uh, one Utah uh, shown in the photograph is uh, we have what one two three four five six seven plates of what looked to be chocolate chip cookies covered in cellophane. Uh, also a one of those Gatorade cooler things I, I presume is full of hot chocolate. And then uh, this is a little shout out for uh, Utah's own product, Stevens Hot Chocolate. There off to the side. Why 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 do you go to someone's private home to protest? Why do you shout? from the street, outside a home, inside the home? Well, the only explanation I can come up with is intimidation. And so if that's the case, you want to intimidate the subject. If that is the case, well, there are also collateral intimidations that take place. Yeah, Governor Gary Herbert was elected to the position. Spencer Cox has been elected to that position. But think about Spencer Cox's home. He's a young man. He and his wife are are relatively young, and they have uh, children at home. And what's that got to feel like for them, the young children at home, who see people gathering up outside with signs, shouting angry things about your father? Did the protesters think about that beforehand? Were they okay with it? Either way, it's unfortunate. Now, you may have noticed over the past five, six minutes here, you and I have been discussing this. I haven't brought up the uh, the quote unquote merits of the protest. I haven't uh, discussed much about, uh, you know, which side is right or uh, what the beliefs of each side were, uh, because I believe that's beside the point. You know, we can debate uh, whether or not the, the governor's mask mandate is something akin to tyranny and oppression. But you can do that in appropriate settings. You can do that by maybe you, maybe you flood the office with phone calls. Maybe you go up to the Capitol. Maybe you flood the, the email system with emails from all over. Or how about this? Next time you have an opportunity to vote for governor, uh, you, you cast your vote in a way that would make you a little less frustrated. But You don't go to someone's private home. You don't go to the homes of people like Dr. Angela Dunn who have families who didn't ask for any of this, who have nothing to do with these mask mandates, who have nothing to do with whatever it is that frustrates you. Interesting uh, side note, Orem, the city of Orem, on Friday passed an ordinance making it uh, uh, you know, a violation or a crime of some sort to, to protest in front of someone's home. Now, how does that work? Well, uh, it turns out uh, the Supreme Court has taken this up in the past. You might say, oh, well, protest, that's, uh, that's First Amendment. We can do what we want. We can do what we want. We can, uh, we can voice our frustration and share it wherever we will. If we're on a public sidewalk, that's, uh, you know, we, our, our rights won't be infringed. Well, guess what? Uh, the, the Supreme Court has decided this way and said that, okay, yes, you do have the right to uh, picket and move through a community, but you need to be moving. You can't target a home individually. As uh, ordinances like the one recently enacted in Orem have been challenged, that has been the overwhelming ruling that you cannot target uh, the individual home of an individual uh, because in that instance, you are placing undue, uh, undue stress and burden and fear and threat uh, on that individual, violating uh, some of that individual's rights. What do you think? Should it be okay to protest at a private home? Should protests at homes be off limits? I want to hear from you. 801 575 8255. 801 KSL Talk is the number. Give me a call. Answer this question. Should private homes be off limits to protesters? You and I will chat about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, A few things are happening right now. Number one, first and foremost, you and I are having a little bit of a conversation. We're talking about protesters, and specifically, should private homes be off-limits to protesters? You see, Governor Gary Herbert, while yes... He lives in the governor's mansion here down the street from KSL Broadcast House. He also, you know, as a private citizen, uh, has his own private uh, residence in Orem. And over the weekend, there were some protesters that gathered up uh, in front of his home, many of them shouting, many of them uh, shoulder to shoulder, not observing social distancing, and many without masks. All of that uh, on uh, the same weekend, which follows Friday, in the passage of of an ordinance by the city of Orem to prohibit the protest of an individual resident residence. And now I'm not sure and we don't yet know if any citations were issued. I don't believe any were uh, in to, to come as a result of Sunday's protest of the governor's private home. But here, uh, just to give you a little taste of what's going on, uh, this is. Uh, this is someone who was there protesting. I want to play this for you, uh, and then we'll, we'll open up the phone lines to see what you think. Should private residents be off limits to protesters? We need to see them ask for what they are, which is intimidation and to silence and shame and, and to separate and isolate. The solution is to have our governors and our government respect our reasonable as citizens that we're reasonable, that we will care about our health. Nothing in the Constitution mandates our bodies, our health. They need to trust us that if we feel sick, we'll stay home. So it's that, it's that attitude that informed the, the protest. It was that shared attitude that the protesters together brought to the front steps in front of the governor's private residence. Now, uh, Lorelai Andrus is a, a neighbor of the governor there in Orm, and, and she was there and spoke to reporters. She had this to say. He talks to educators and to people from the hospitals and from doctors and business people and trying really hard to meet the needs of everyone the best he can, and I, I think that's just awesome. Coincidentally, that woman's name is Lorelai. I watched a lot of Gilmore Girls over the weekend. Anyway, just a side note, uh, Lorelai Andrus there, the neighbor of the governor, also had a sign in support of the governor. Anyway, so th- those are the details. It is that event that brought this question to my mind. There is a city ordinance now passed by Orem. It has elsewhere in the country been upheld by the Supreme Court. I want to know what you feel about this. Should private homes be off limits to protesters? The number to call is 801 801- 575 ksl talk Give me a call. Tell me what you think. Uh, we'll start the conversation uh, with Sandy, who calls us from American Fork. Sandy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for listening and for calling in. What do you think about this? Should, should protesters be able to, to target an individual home, specifically a private residence? No, absolutely not. It's just um, it's not acceptable in my view. It's just bad form. I may sympathize with some of those feelings. I may understand where they're coming from. But as you have already pointed out, there are other venues to address grievances like that, to make your voice be heard and your feelings be known. But going and attacking someone at their personal residence, um, for a lot of us, even though we may understand where it's coming from, that is an absolute turnoff. So they're not doing themselves any favor. Because when I see behavior like that, it's like I question um, the kind of action and the kind of people that would do that kind of action. So it it really, to me, it works against what they're trying to do. 100 percent. I agree with that 100 percent. Sandy, thank you so much. And you bring up uh, an interesting point there having to do with uh, the the point itself. It becomes very uncomfortable if you yourself happen to agree with what the protesters are saying. I've shared this little saying many times here on the program. It's something my dad uh, raised me to believe when uh, from when I was really young. And it was you can't do the right thing the wrong way. You can't do the right thing the wrong way. If there is something in your life, something that you believe uh, deserves protest and action and stepping outside your normal routine to communicate your views, if there is something that rises you to that level, well, uh, you need to make sure that you don't undermine and undercut the entire effort uh, by going about its execution in the wrong way. Because consider this, Uh, we have spent only 19 seconds. That was the length of time uh, that one protester spoke in that audio clip we played. We spent 19 seconds on the issue itself. We've been talking about this since uh, since 1 o'clock, since before that. 12.45, you and I started talking about protests taking place in front of private residences and it is because the wrong way is what we are debating now instead of the actual uh, merits or lack thereof of the subject at hand. Uh, next on the phone, Sylvia calling from, uh, from Sandy. Sylvia, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Lee? Love your show. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm flattered. Uh, t- tell me what you think about this protest, specifically taking place in front of a private residence. Well, I, I feel the politicians have a right to their private lives. And if we disagree with their with their views as far as politics are concerned, then take it to their political office. Their private, their private home should absolutely be off limits. And just one other thought I have that I'm wondering if you would pick up or would be interested in discussing. All those people like the lady you just played who said our liberty, our health, okay, you don't want to wear a mask. You forfeit your right to crowd our ICU and our emergency room. Yeah, uh, that's a, t- a tough one, uh, Sylvia, and, uh, and I'm grateful to you for the call. There, there is that attitude that does. Uh, you know, come into and out of conversation from time to time. Uh, if you if you ask any doctor about it, if you speak to a doctor about that, if uh, someone were to be one who, you know, fra- flagrantly disregards any mask mandates uh, or uh, just goes against any of the guidance and, and almost willfully contracts this disorder, disorder and then ultimately ends up needing care, uh, Hippocrates, he came up with an oath years and years ago, and uh and aid will be rendered uh help will be given and so i i am not so much into uh, you know furthering that conversation that those who uh those who are you know disregard the guidelines don't deserve the care i think everyone deserves the care uh because what uh, you know someone like that is suffering from is not only not only the coronavirus or the side effects thereof uh, but also a little bit of ignorance and maybe some stupidity all right uh so i i i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't withhold care i wouldn't withhold care from uh, anyone uh, a few more callers on the line, and I'm sorry to do this, but there has been uh, a press conference in the works this morning uh, by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They're speaking as this pandemic worsens about the economy. Uh, they're doing so from Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Kamala Harris is at the microphone now. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a commercial break right now, and when we return, we'll dip back into uh, what's being shared, the words being spoken in Wilmington, Delaware. And Good so afternoon. to Shane and to others. Uh, like to Biden say and thanks for calling in uh, and, and nations, thanks for participating in the program. Leaders. Quick break. When we Together come back, we'll hear from Wilmington, Delaware, on live mic. Country. I'm Lee Berry and, and this is KSL News Radio. T- I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985.